This week, I'm interviewing Matt Hudson. And this interview we actually did back in September. And I thought I had put it out in October and realized I was wrong. And I really wanted to put it out because Matt is a great guy and an incredible athlete. And we sat down to talk about his experience running ultras over the past few years, his training, his nutrition, and why he loves to run so much in the mountains. I think you're going to get a lot out of this one. And if you do, I'd just appreciate it if you leave a quick thumbs up or rating or review, or just share it with somebody who'd like to hear it. Thank you so much. Let's get to it. Matt Hudson. Welcome to the Eat Well, Sleep Great, Run Far podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you go farther, faster, and longer without injuries, gut problems, or giving up your favorite foods. This week on the podcast, I have Matt Hudson. He is a runner I met earlier this spring and been training for recent effort at the I Am Tough 100. And he has been gracious enough to come on and chat with us a little bit about running and running the mountains and running really long distances. So thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, how did you get into running ultras? Um, it was kind of a slow progression. I was introduced to the, the rut mountain runs in Big Sky, Montana, and I ran there 11K with one of my buddies and I enjoyed it. And then from there, they also had bigger races. So I started running their other races and, and finally made it to their 50 K and ran nice. their 50 K and kind of just fell in love with the, the sport through natural progression. That's awesome, dude. How long ago was that? Uh, 2015. I think okay. it was the first year I ran the rut. That's awesome, man. So not, not too long ago. No, probably ultras, uh, 2018, 2019. That's it, dude. And like, what have you, other than the rut, what have you been, what have you run so far? So I've ran rut mountain runs, done the beaver head endurance races out of Idaho. Uh, and that's, uh, their 55 K race. I've done the Wilson Creek frozen 50 K, the, the Pearl Elkhorn 50K up here in Helena, Montana. Nice, dude. Also done a bunch of the Mo, uh, the Mad Moose 50 miler events. I've done a few of those. I'm going to do one of those later, like in two months, man. And, uh... Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be something. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully more fun than not. Uh, so, like, how was. Um... The 55K for the Beaverhead. I actually had someone do it earlier this summer, the 100K version. How was the 55? Um, 55K is fun. Uh, yeah. I wish I would have been better prepared. It was one of those situations we drove. I was living in Butte, so I showed up like right as the race was starting. So I jumped out, got everything, <laughs> caught up, and then took off onto the trail. <laughs> uh, but very pretty. It's a very neat trail. And uh, just being right there in those – that mountain range is awesome you get some really cool exposure it's cool man that, that race yeah even the 55 like runs up the continental divide still right yeah oh yeah yep. right there between montana and idaho so it's a really neat trail That's and legit. 
you get a good amount of time to finish it too. So it's kind of nice. Good. Uh, you mentioned Mad Moose. Uh, that's kind of where we met. So you and I met at the, what was it? Behind the Rocks back in March. Yep. Behind the Rocks. Awesome. Yeah. How was, how was that? Like, how was that race? I know I like, you can get to eventually how we met, but how was it up until that point? I don't think I actually knew too much about how the first however long went. Uh, so that race was going really well. Um, other than the fact I was coming from Montana to Southern Utah and that temperature spike that you guys had that weekend was quite ridiculous from where the I was whole coming Southwest from. got trucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was not ready for that. Yeah. And so the race was going good up until, uh, probably around mile 32, I think when I came through that aid station, yep. uh, I puked like two liters of water, three liters of water. It was just decided to keep going. And then that's where I met you at 34, but mm-hmm. that race was, uh, it was kind of going pretty much as predicted up until I got sick there at 32. Yeah. I mean, there's a like 20 degree unexpected temperature hike in the, in the yeah. span of a day. And not, that was here, not to mention like coming down from farther North. I'm sure that the heat just destroyed you. Yeah. I think we, it was negative 20 the week before the race <laughs> where I was at. <laughs> the race is like 90 or some shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So okay. it was quite hot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no option to even convert to that. Cool. Um, yeah, man, you and I met and chatted a little bit, worked on some like heat exhaustion stuff there. And then you and I like got talking afterwards and you said you wanted to run what the I am tough 100 up in Idaho. And yep. tell, tell me a little bit about that. This is not your like first, first go at it. So why that race? Like, why does that one draw you all that stuff? So my logic on running ultras, if you're going to do an ultra, you got to do something that's really going to challenge you. And push you. <laughs> I appreciate that's, that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why I got into the sport. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, one, one of the reasons. And that is close to home. It's not too far from me. Um, and the vert was good on it and it was a qualifier for hard rock. So that was kind of a plus. And so we thought we'd give a shot at it and, this is a fun race. It's a big mountain race and small little towns. I kind of like the the small local ultra running community that Montana and Idaho bring because yeah. it's low key. It's kind of nice. Sure, man. I mean, not a whole lot of people up there. So I feel like it's probably pretty tight knit. Yeah, you do see a lot of the same faces, especially at a lot of the Montana races. Cool. A lot of the same people running the races again. It's awesome, dude. But, yeah, we just got a, a crazy 100 race that I'm going to go for next year. So, which, which one are you going for? The the crazy 100 mile. Oh, race. it's literally called the crazy 100. Yeah, it's in the crazy mountains. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. That's okay. why it's the craziest. How far is that from you? Uh, it's about an hour and a half. So, it's, that one's in my backyard, basically. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Fair enough. Yeah. So, like, the I Am Tough, it's 100 miles, like 22,000 feet of elevation, something like that. Yeah, it's around there. And yeah. I'd use 100 miles loosely. It, it's over 100 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're always, like, kind of vague on the, as long as yeah. it's close. Yeah, fair enough. You can get so, 12 miles for free. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a way. That's a way to phrase it, I guess. Um, so if we're looking at that race, I think the thing that really set set apart from some is that you have a really long space between some of the aid stations. Yeah, I think that. Uh, so you go roughly. They say it's fifteen to sixteen miles, but it's closer to like seventeen to eighteen to one of yeah. the crew stations from. 32 they say it's 47 it's not 47 it's closer to 49 yeah um and then from there that's an aid station in the middle of nowhere and then from there you go to your crew station which is another 10 miles away yeah i mean looking at it it looked like there was at least i don't know 20 plus between a couple of them and so how do you prep for going that long without being able to refuel or rehydrate or do all that stuff. Like what kind of gear do you have to carry uh, for that? So normally what I do, um, I'll run with two water bottles on the chest and then, so two 600 milliliter water bottles on the chest and then 1.2 liters of water on my back. Um, and then for my food, I was bringing, as we discussed about 250 calories per hour of running so that yep. was uh honey stinger gel along with some gummies and then i had some beef jerky and along with some uh salt caps too cool yeah with the i'm tough like how was the how was the race race was a lot of fun it's always a good time people up there a lot of fun uh the the race is great it, it's one of the reasons I like going back. I like that race because it's it's straight up, straight down, straight up, straight down. And yeah, not a lot of time to just span out on long flats. Mm -hmm. So you're submerged in the mountains. It's very rugged area. Uh, last year there was wolves howling off in the distance, and it it's really neat area. You see a lot of wildlife. You see a lot of deer. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so it's a neat backcountry mountain running trail. And, race and how did it end up turning out uh so everything was going good up until <laughs> mile 30 i might have been coming in a little hot but i felt really good everything was going fine yep. nutrition was pretty much on point mm -hmm. and then i didn't take into the account the amount of sodium that a turkey sandwich was going to push into my body yeah. So I took in that turkey sandwich and then hit back on the trail and felt amazing up until about mile 35. And then it felt like I was walking drunk almost. <laughs> uh, sure. And I was like, this is not right. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, kept pushing it a little bit, got to mile 36 and then started getting sick. Yeah. At that point, I was like, all right, I got to slow down, start really focusing on just, just getting to the next aid station and not worry about my position anymore. Uh, so we get to the next aid station and I still haven't stopped getting sick and I wasn't able to hold anything down and was working with the crew and the medics there and they were getting a little concerned about me. And they wanted to evacuate me. <laughs> they were giving me an IV and evacuate me and I told them, no, it's not necessary that I'll, I'll, I'll make this work. I feel like and, they don't, don't know you too well. Yeah. And 
they kept me there for another three hours, pretty much up until the aid station was about to close. And I told them I still didn't want to drop. And so they pulled me from the race. So, but they weren't really letting me leave the aid station until I had some food in me, which it's reasonable. That next section, it's very easy to get lost in. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's probably a smart call, but you know, still deeply frustrating. You crush your training and, I mean, it's just the hydration thing's hard, man. It really is. Yeah. It's like a hard thing to dial in. And yeah, that's, I, um, I've been open about it on social media. I, this is like made me change some of my pre-race stuff and like really being really specific about sodium and fluid intake and everything. Cause it just doesn't, it, it doesn't take that much to be a little off. Like I think you had a turkey sandwich and a V8 juice and like V8's way yeah. higher and so higher in sodium than we'd like to recognize along with, you know, some turkey stuff. And it just can like kick you in the teeth. Yeah. That was a, was a lesson to learn right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we've all learned it. It just kind of sucks when you learn it in the middle of your A race. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun experience and I really, enjoy running that stuff anyways and even if i didn't finish it's fun just to go out and learn from it but the experience overall was a lot of fun it's good man i was happy i mean how was the training too like have you had a coach before no i haven't so how was it the training was nice uh it helped me be accountable more cool. uh which was nice and i was running consistently on my previous years training for 100 mile races but the progression and the way of training you showed me was impactful on my running i could definitely tell uh, my speed's a lot better oh yeah i used to just be comfortable running slow pace in the mountains now i'm pushing the pace quite a bit um and it was nice that you helped me transition quite a bit from spring running to big mountain running uh because that's kind sure. of a hard thing to go to from you know feet of snow to running in the mountains yeah once they're Fair. finally clear and so you kind of helped me with the interval training and the speed training so when it was time to transition to the mountains and the mountains finally opened up around me it was i wasn't losing anything on the hill runs so good that's awesome dude it's really good to hear yeah and then the the nutrition side of it was was on point. It helped me out a lot. Uh, I know in the end the salt got me, but everything else was. Uh, you, you showed me, you kind of taught me how to prep myself for longer thirty mile runs in the mountains, um, where I knew what I should be taking in, but I don't think I would ever take that much with sure. me. I feel that you're like no you need to start doing this and start training on it it's like all right yeah you're right we will so it was a uh, it's a good way good learning experience that uh you brought you added to the training i appreciate that man i mean you crushed it i'll say like i just kind of threw <laughs> kept throwing stuff at you and the numbers kept coming back ain't pretty like impressive to be nothing, nothing else like your numbers were killing it and I think your performance up till that point speaks to it for sure. You're cruising. So you yeah. definitely put in the work in the last few months. 
yeah, I'm excited uh, to see what some of the shorter races I do this coming year. What yeah. The results will be. So if you're looking at crazy 100, like what else are you thinking about for, for the future? So I think in February, we're going to do the red hot ultra. My wife and I are going to go down to Utah, do Great another bad moose 50 miler. That's awesome. Uh, get that as a qualifier for the crazy 100. Oh yeah. Um, I might run old Gabe 50 K, which mm-hmm. is a, another big mountain race out here in Montana. And then crazy 100 uh, next July. And then looking at possibly doing the rut trifecta coming September, which is their vertical climb race, then their 28K race, and their 50K race in three days. And it's like 25,000 feet of gain or something Dude. like that or over 52 miles. <laughs> That's so it's much. You did great. You put in a ton of work and I am like looking forward to see what you do. What are you doing for the winter? For the what? Like for the winter, do you ski or snowboard or anything or? Um, do a little bit of snowboarding. Uh, my daughter's getting into skiing, so I'll probably be doing a lot more skiing this year, um, cool. but I run all winter. So I'll be out here just running marathons in the neighborhood and stuff. That's it, man. Well, I look forward to seeing what you do next year and. Yeah, I'm here whenever you need it. For now, I'm going to hit stop record. Thank you and to anybody to listen to it. I'm Matt, hang on a sec. Thank you for listening to the show. To be clear, I'm not a doctor nor a registered dietitian, and nothing you heard was medical advice. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training regimen. If you enjoy the podcast or found it useful, please take a couple seconds to give it a rating or share it with a friend. Every little bit helps. And if you want more of this information please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Nutrition Group on Facebook. You'll be in good company with other like-minded people who like to do hard stuff outside.